Alrighty, everyone, welcome back to yet another Rare Petro podcast, and we're back with the Industry Leaders Spotlight series. Yes, it's been just a few weeks since we've released another episode of that, but don't worry, we haven't forgotten about it. I'm actually joined today by Miss Deborah Hall. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Travis. No problem at all. Deborah is the president and CEO of Elemental Enterprises, a company centered on providing sustainable process solutions to help customers reduce costs and waste. She has a bachelor's degree in chemical and electrical engineering, an MBA from Keller Graduate School of Management, and over 30 years of experience using instrumentation to optimize the manufacturing process. And I got to say, I am stoked here on this podcast. We've got lots of people from within the world of energy. So something a little unconventional, different from exploration and production. You do a lot of chemical things, but before we get to there, let's roll it way back to the beginning. When did you know you wanted to be involved in the sort of energy or industrial industry? It was way back about 30 years ago. <laughs> I, I did a transition. Um, we were coming out of the Reagan era years with the whole Star Wars and going into uh, the Clinton era where the, the focus was really more on investing in American, an American you know, made in USA. And at that moment in time, I said, you know what? I really want to get involved in industrial, in industrial engineering, industrial, the industrial world. Um, I saw that being a place for growth, and of course, buy American and do all of that was a was a great thing too. So that's what got me started, and I got started as a product engineer, doing leak detection and repair around pipelines, and I just grew from there. Mm-hmm. And then was that pipeline job one of your first exposures to the energy industry? Did that sort of alter the trajectory of what you wanted to apply your degree to? Well, I was already, I was going to school for electrical engineering and that mm-hmm. changed or it made me add chemical engineering. Yep. And then from there, sure, you've spent some time, you're working, maybe you're a little bit lower on the corporate ladder than you are today. So when was that point or when did you start to pivot to I want to become a leader. I want to do things on my own terms. I want to start a business. Was there any definitive point or was it a slow transition? It was a slow transition. I mean, I, I, I moved my way up the corporate ladder, directors, director, VP, general manager. Um, and, you know, in every case or in every transition, you know, it was more of, I want to help steer the industry to doing the right things, to doing, you know, to, to doing best practices. Um, and what really did it, believe it or not, was COVID. When <laughs> COVID hit, you know, uh, where everybody, uh, so many companies were closing or slowing down. Um, it, in fact, the close of some companies gave me the inspiration to be there for the customers because mm-hmm. the companies that were left, the companies that are growing, needed help. And so here we are. That's definitely a great way to highlight it. I mean, a lot of people look at COVID and, wow, it was a terrible year, but it opens up opportunity. Like you said, the great bringer and accelerator of change. But for those of the people listening to the podcast who may not be familiar with your company, I mean, this is the industry leader spotlight after all. Take the spotlight, let them know what is it that you do? What is it that you offer? So we provide turnkey sustainable process engineering solutions. I know that's a mouthful. (laughs) It really is. You know, I always like to say we're a sustainable process solutions company. We're an engineering company. Our goal is to help the industry reduce their energy and waste. Energy savings is really what we like to do. Um, 
And it is our goal to take on projects where customers will see at, uh, at least an 18 month return on investment, if not sooner. You know, one of the things that I've always said is if companies, if people design for energy savings, then everything else falls into place. Safety falls into place, uh, production falls into place, health, cost efficiencies, product yield, everything falls into place just by designing um, around being sustainable. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's been, I've been doing this for years before COVID hit. Um, that's really how, you know, I've gotten, uh, I don't want to say great, good in the industry, but that's how I've gotten a reputation in the industry for helping customers. <laughs> I, I don't think you're flaunting too much. You're allowed to be proud of what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank and, you. <laughs> and then from, I mean, like you said, before COVID, there was a time frame, there was a period, maybe we don't remember it, but back then there was lots of companies also in the space doing things similar to what you do. What do you think sets you apart, gives you that competitive edge that really lets you go, hey, we're Elemental, we do it different. That's a good question, Tavis. Um, it's our engineering expertise. Twofold. Okay, one, all of my partners, board of directors, we're all engineers. We've all been doing this for 30 plus years. There has been a lack of engineers in this world for probably about 15 years, a good generation, because back in the 2000, Y2K, everybody wanted to be in dot-com. So manufacturing, engineering, that wasn't the, the thrust for a lot of people. So one, we've got the, we've got the know-how. More importantly, we have the know-how in space and time where it is time to look at things simply. You know, uh, my partners are from Europe and my background's Native American. Well, the Europeans have been doing energy savings since before you or I were born. That's, they, they've been doing this for a very long time. Um, and you know, again, my culture is such that we reduce, reuse, recycle. So we can go into a company and quickly see some inefficiencies that they're doing and come up with a solution quickly. One of the other things that our engineering expertise does is we, I want to say we do reductive engineering. I don't know if that's the right word, subtractive engineering. When there's a problem, a lot of engineers fix it by adding. We're going to put band-aids, we're going to put aluminum foil, we're going to tinker, whatever it is, they add to the problem. Whereas what we do is we say, let's pull everything, rip everything apart, find out what the source of the problem is, and then put innovative streamlined solutions less moving parts, you know, less maintenance, really streamlined. So those are the two things, you know, one, we've been doing this for years and two, um, you know, we have best practices. We mm -hmm. have, you know, so that's what sets us apart. And then you were mentioning right before this interview, that E at the end of Elemental, that actually stands for engineering, right? Again, highlighting yes. the focus. Yes, it does. So it's Elemental with an E at the end for engineering. And you know, one of the reasons why we chose the name of the company was for twofold. One, we deal with all the elements, earth, wind, fire, and water. Two, we are we pull things down to its fundamental level. Elemental, like Sherlock Holmes always says when it comes to find, finding solutions. Elemental, my dear Watson. So we're simplicity at its finest. 
I love to hear it, and I'll be sure to include all of their information in the description of this video, or if you're listening, the description of this podcast, but you really should be watching. So find Rare Petra on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the most out of this interview with Elemental. And hey, they break things down, they simplify it, and they find the roots of those problems and address it there rather than stacking more than what you need on top. It's all about efficiency. It is 2021 after all. But back to the interview. Can you share your thoughts on this current downturn? I mean, you fit into that supply chain somewhere. So how has this global, well, really decrease in demand of crude oil or even industrial chemicals affected the business? Well, you know, Tavis, this is, that's another interesting uh, question. Uh, people tell me I go against the grain. I don't see it as a downturn. <laughs> really, a, a fact, aside from COVID, COVID has affected the world. 2020 was really bad just for everything. Uh, we're in 2021 now. I don't know if you know the oil and gas market. It, the crude, the barrels were at $62 a barrel right now. We are exactly where we were this time in 2019. So we're back. Um, so I want to say let's forget about 2020. But the oil and gas market is definitely cyclical and it's definitely political. It, it's driven by a lot of policies, a lot of politics. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. But, um, you know, but we are really back up to 2019 pricing, you know, with the barrels. Uh, the oil and gas industry has been focused on sustainability for years. Coming back to what we were just saying, you know, back 20 years, 30 years ago, I've been talking about energy savings. Mr. Customer, if you focus on energy savings, you will be profitable. What's going on now with the current economic and political climate what we're seeing, because we're busy, what we're seeing is that now um, there are tax incentives to help these, these companies with an infrastructure to be able to utilize everything that they've been trying to do for the past 30 years. So what we're going to see is it's a transition. So I don't look at it as a downturn. I look at it as a transition. And the, the whole industry is transforming. Um, it's going to, it's transforming into something actually better. I think we're on the cutting edge of, you know, the next couple of years, we're going to see some really good things. You know, and that's a forward. fresh perspective. I love to see people finding opportunity, but has this downturn maybe differed from ones you've seen in the past? Um, it, it has because, you know, again, we've had not only, we not only had you know, crude being down. We not only had the economical, uh, the political situation, the, the presidency, the changes, the change, but we've also had the pandemic. And with the pandemic, people are not driving as often. They're certainly not flying. Um, they're not buying, they're not going out to stores and making purchases into the extreme that they used to. So a lot of the demand has been slowed down. You know, however, I think, you know, I, I see it. I see companies taking a step backwards and saying, well, you know what? We need to do something better. We, you know, this is, this is gonna go on for the long term. We need to do something better to, to bring our profitability up. And it just, it's the right time. All the stars are aligning. So like you mentioned, always opportunity. Maybe things change throughout these cycles, these transitions, but what are you and your company, Elemental specifically, trying to do to Weather the blows, what has been accelerated by this pandemic and really just 2020 in general? We are always looking for ways to help customers save energy. That's never gonna, that's never gonna falter. 
And if we help them save energy, they become profitable, they make more stuff, they put more people in, business, in, in jobs, which is a good thing. Hmm. And then on the other side of it, I mean, let's say finally we're through it, COVID is a thing of the past. What will have changed? Will we have learned anything from this or were we gonna reach 2022 or 2023 whenever we get out of it and go, all right, back to business as usual or will there be lasting impacts? No, I think that there's gonna be lasting impacts. I think that we're all gonna going to learn how to do things better. You know, it's, you know, always uh, many companies always say, you know, you have a new newcomer come on and say, well, why have we done something this way? And everybody goes, because we've always done it that way. Well, now the industry is forced to not always do it that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're, as a whole, we're going to learn how to be more efficient. I agree with that. The whole, if it ain't broke, don't fix it adage probably doesn't hold up as much anymore. Or maybe it's broke. It's broke. <laughs> we should fix it. <laughs> we have to fix it. <laughs> and there's a lot of younger professionals listening to this podcast as well. So for those in the energy space or an industrial setting, whatever they do work through, what are some words of wisdom or really any advice you can give to, well, one, help them navigate these transitions and two, work to perfect themselves to be better employees in the future? Great questions, Tavis. Um, And I, I will say what I always say to people is always challenge the status quo. Change promotes stress, absolutely, but it also promotes growth. And if people keep an open mind, young and older people alike, the more of an open mind that we have, the more we're open to change, to come to new solutions uh, and learn better ways of doing things. Um, what, how will I, would I tell people or how would I, you know, what advice would I give the younger generation on how to do that, how to embrace change? Always ask the question, why? <laughs> why is something being done? You know, don't just take it on face value, you know, um, don't be afraid to make the changes, but before you do, ask the questions why. Because if we understand why something is done, then we can learn how to make it better. One incremental change can lead to a a huge, a huge uh, transformational growth. For those of you young people listening, myself included, that is probably the golden nugget of information in this podcast. We've got to ask why. Like she said, maybe it is broke. Maybe we do need to fix it. Let's keep challenging the status quo and seeing where we can not only save energy and other materials, but how we can improve efficiencies as well. Those who don't do it are bound to get left behind, but I think that does bring us to the end of this episode. Is there anything else you'd like to say about Elemental before we close things out? No, Tavis, you've been very... You, you've asked a lot of questions, and I think it's it's uh, the nuggets of information is probably enough that anybody wants to listen to right now. <laughs> <laughs> like I mentioned, I'll put all information in the description of whatever you're listening through. So go there to find out more about Deborah or Elemental, even Rare Petro. We'll include lots of resources because we're big on learning. We're big on continuing to challenge that status quo and crafting a better future. So again, thank you, Deborah, for coming to the episode. Thank you, Tavis. Of course. And until we see you next time, take care, everybody.